This podcast is sponsored by Rockphonics Music Tuition, inspiring growth through music. Head to www.rockphonics.co.uk to book your first lesson for free and start your musical journey today. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 12 of the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. This week, I've got a really special guest on the show who has recently graduated from East 15 Drama School. Tyler Hoyland is adapting a play all about his obsession with weight. Tyler is a young actor who is looking to challenge male body stereotypes and inadvertently the play challenges everything about mental health issues as well. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this listen. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 12 of the Marcus Talk podcast. Uh, this week, I've got T- Tyler Hoyland on the show. Hello, Tyler. Hiya. Hi, Marcus. How's it all going? How are you? Good. Yeah, busy, but in a good way. Cool, cool. Um, for the listeners tuning into this uh, this episode, um, obviously, you know, we're kind of aiming it all around body image. Um Kind of tell us a bit about yourself and why uh, why why you've got into into this and why you're kind of adapting this into a play. Yeah, so um, I was one of those kids who grew up very overweight. So when I was 13, I was about 13 stone. So that's heavier than I have actually been as an adult in times. So I um, I had to go to the doctors and they kind of gave me loads of advice on having to lose weight. And then I had a personal trainer uh, who was actually my cousin personally trained me to sort of lose weight. And it kind of came at a very good time because I was uh, growing anyway, because I kind of hit puberty as I was trying to lose weight. So I kind of went like up and sucked into um, being quite tall and not exactly slim. I've never been slim, but like a a more acceptable kind of body. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole, the whole idea of the show is that you, you don't, lose that image of yourself sort of when you're on when you're young and you're very overweight you sort of grow up thinking you're overweight and you can lose weight but you can't really lose the mentality of what i call fat kid energy which is like a big driving force of the show what is fat kid energy why why do people sort of lose weight but still have that idea of them being the fat kid and then also why do i put so much importance on my weight because i've since fluctuated you know i've bloomed up and i've slimmed down even gotten muscular so at the end of the day sort of what is an acceptable body for me but then what how much of that is society how much of it is the world around me telling me right you need to look like this so that's kind of what the show is about sort of looking at my personal experiences with body and my body which is why it's quite a physical show because it's all about my body how do i sit in my body what what, what is my body to me but then also how much has the rest of the world influenced my thoughts and my feelings towards my body? Mm. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Um, so you say this kind of started around like the age of 13 or. Did, yeah. I, well, I, I think started is kind of starting of getting better was 13. Whereas the years building up to that, I mean, I was as a kid, kid, like very young, I was really skinny. Like when I was first, like a little five-year-old kid, you watch videos of me when I'm tiny, tiny, I was really, really skinny little boy. And then I'd say, I don't know, about six, seven, I just started eating and didn't stop. And it just got bigger and bigger. And 
just, I look at some photos of myself and I can't believe it's me. I honestly was that big. And the issue is, is that still to this day, no matter what I look like, I still see that kid in the mirror. I still think, you know, Oh, I've not got a six pack because I'm I'm not a, I'm not by no means am I a slim guy now. I'm still a big guy. I'm always going to be a big guy, but I still see myself as fat and that word fat and I kind of get the words big and fat confused because a lot of people still say, for instance, they call me big man. How's it going, big man? Yeah, yeah. And I I hate that. I hate when people call me big man because I think they're calling me fat. And I've called people out on it before and been like, what, what are you talking about, big man? I've been I've been working out. I've been running. Like, I'm not big man. And they're like, you are big man. You're six foot three and you're massive. You're a massive guy. Like, it's a compliment. Because it's often said to me by smaller people who are quite short or quite skinny. And they see it as they're like being nice. Like, oh, big man, you're the big man. But I hate it. I'm like, why are we like, I want to be the small man. I want to be, you always kind of want the opposite to what you've got. Yeah. So did you... Um experience bullying because of this as well um yeah i actually yeah it kind of like i was picked on a little bit when i was in so i come from dorset and in dorset we still actually have the free school system so you have first school and then you have middle school and then you have secondary school because i know a lot of places around the country actually just have first and secondary so i had first school was like i was picked on a bit and then i started middle school which starts at year five and from day one, it was really merciless. Like I just had some really nasty kids in my year and it became so prevalent and was really, really tough to even go in. I remember year seven, I had 60% attendance because I literally refused to go to school because of the bullies, but no one knew. I didn't tell anybody like my parents or my friends or anything. I'd just be like, oh yeah, I just feel ill. I feel sick. It was my go-to. I feel sick today. And I think even at the time, I probably thought I was sick. Whereas what it is, is nerves and anxiety in your stomach. You know, you get that feeling of like knotting in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And I think as a kid, you don't understand it. So you just say, well, I feel sick. But in reality, I just felt sick with worry. I just didn't want to go into school. And yeah, it got it got to the point where I kind of, I got lucky. I kind of got into the grammar school. So I got to leave the school a year early. But my parents have always said that when I eventually opened up about it and told them, which was like towards the end of year seven. They said, if you hadn't have gotten into the grammar school, we would have taken you out at the end of year seven anyway, because we were, it started getting physical at that point because we were getting older and the boys were getting meaner and a bit more violent. And it sort of became more of a physical bullying than a verbal one. So then it's kind of, that's when you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And is this, um, is this something that kind of was the catalyst for you to, kind of want to improve um you know were you just fed up of the bullies and you know because obviously society has dictated to us for you know however many years I mean I I grew up in the 90s and um you know it, it, it was slim girls blonde haired girls and hot guys and California and you know what I mean and I still now like today um I've got a I've got a tighter t-shirt on under this that I'm not quite comfortable with my body. Yeah. I was really hot and I've got this jumper on and I wanted to take my jumper off, but I left it on because yeah. you know what I mean? And it's it's still subliminally kind of maybe in my mind from from that era. You know, I've never really yeah. bullied about it, but it's just something that's always I don't yeah. I don't know if it if it's different. Obviously it's the same for everyone, but obviously 
girls get targeted differently by the media mm-hmm. and stuff and, and got well so um but yeah was that kind of the catalyst to come out of it the the bullying um, yeah i think i think it's that thing of like it for me for me it was mainly it was the trip to the the doctor when i was 13 to sort of they said like if you carry on if you don't make any changes you will be morbidly obese as an adult and that really scared me that was like oh but this isn't just like i'm not just fat i'm in trouble health wise and that's kind of and like it was nice to be able to lose the weight and i'd see people around Paul, where I'm from, and be like, look at me now. Like, I remember once I went to a football match and I took my shirt off just because I wanted to be like, look, I've really lost weight. So it's definitely a, a, a catalyst, but it's also like, I didn't lose weight when they were around. I lost weight when I moved into a more supportive school because I went, and then when I second started secondary school, I was still fat. I was a big kid when I started secondary school, but I didn't feel like a fat kid anymore because one, I wasn't getting bullied because I kind of, I just, the school I went to was just different vibes. So like people didn't really care that I was overweight and those that did, I kind of ignored them and made friends of my own. So then it kind of got to the point where I felt safe that I could lose weight because I think there's a misconception a lot with the whole fat shaming. Cause I, I kind of understand where groups come from when they're like, yeah, but if you if you encourage people and if you you know why should we celebrate fatness because if you if you tell somebody every day that they're fat they'll feel bad and they'll lose weight and so i'm helping them but as somebody who's been very overweight multiple times i can easily say it doesn't work like that because if you shame somebody for being overweight they don't go yeah they're right i need to do something they they get so deflated that it just exacerbates the problem it makes it so much worse so you end up feeling like well if i'm fat i'm fat and i'm going to do what you expect me to do and that's go home not go to the gym that's eat loads of food it kind of has the reverse effect because because most of the time people are fat for a reason whether it be medical or psychological which is still medical really psychological but still there's always a reason that somebody is overweight and it's not because they don't they don't know that eating's bad. Like, come on, we all we all know that if you eat shit, sorry, if you eat badly, you look bad. So you have to kind of like find a way to make it make it work. But it's not the same as being like, oh, don't eat that. Well, yeah, but I'm going to. So you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, everything's all relative. But similarly. <laughs> You know, people that struggle with stuff like alcoholism, you know, um, it's it's a it's it's a similar kind of thing because it's it's mm. it almost becomes like a dependency. Like like you say, you you kind of so deflated anyway. You've got nothing really, you know, it, it can get you so low that you've got nothing to live for in a in a sense that nothing to improve on and nothing to like strive for that you just kind of reach for that reach for that bottle or you know reach for the food or mm. whatever it might be you know um mm. yeah that's 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 really interesting um so apart from the kind of the, the bullying what kind of um psychological uh challenges have you been through with this over the years you know you say you you started to kind of improve at 13 but you've fluctuated and um, you know, what, what has it done to you like psychologically, um, 
and your mental health and the way the way that you think the world sees you yeah i think i think for me it's it's the level of importance that i put on it that no one else does like nobody else cares about my weight the way that i do and the way that every day i end up being like okay this is something i need to think about i need to think about losing weight am i big like the first thing i do every day is get out of bed and look at myself in the mirror like just in my underwear just stare at myself in the mirror and i just take myself apart and be like belly's looking big okay uh my arms are they are they big in a good way is this muscle or is this fat and how how am I looking at the moment? And I just think no one else is is putting that on me. That is completely in my own head. And where I've fluctuated over the years, it's really strange because I look at I look at I don't you never know at the time sort of how big or small you are. You because I just constantly feel big. And it's kind of when other people say to me, like, wow, you've lost weight. And I'll be like, have I? Have I? Why have I lost weight now? Because I thought I I was doing better then, but now I'm losing weight. And because there's so many factors, I think so much of it is to do with how happy you are or if you are making conscious decisions to eat healthier or work out more or go for that run and that kind of stuff, then great. But I think so much of it is to do with how happy you are. And I thought when I look back at the times where I've been bigger, I think, yeah, that's because I was I was sadder then. But I didn't even know it at the time because you don't because if I'd have known I'm putting weight on, I'd have stopped. I'd have done something different. But because no no one's going to turn around to you and say you're putting weight on, because you 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 don't feel comfortable. I'd never say that to anybody I know, and I know I know I have friends that I've seen after three months have been like, "Cool, have you seen the weight he's put on?" Yeah. But then that is again another effect is that I'm obsessed with weight, and it's not even just my own. I'm obsessed with it. If I see a friend and think they've put weight on, I'll notice straight away. I think oh they're big, and I'm always comparing myself to everybody in my life. I think. Okay, he's bigger than me. She's smaller. She's bigger. He's bigger, and it's just kind of why does it why does it matter so much to me? And one of the things we actually spoke about recently on working on the show is like is those dark thoughts that you have when you're obsessed with weight and the jealousy that comes into it. Because I said an example is I'll see somebody in the street who is very overweight but then looks really happy and maybe they've got a girlfriend with them or something. Whereas I'm single at the moment and I'll think, well, I'm slimmer than you and I I look better than you. Why do you have a girlfriend and why do you look so happy when I'm not happy and I hate myself and I don't like being how big I am at the moment. That's really unfair that you get to be happy and you get all this, but like, come on, man, like (laughs) just, just a guy going about his day, you know, why, how dare I have that thought? But it, I think it's important for people to understand that we all have those thoughts and there's not a lot you can do about it at the end of the day. It's it's natural. Every single, every single thing that you're saying right now aligns with me in some respect in my life. You know, um, I'm not obsessed with weight, but there's definitely things that I've been obsessed about, um, you know, and I can, I can relate to like the, the comparison and um, it's almost like, like I've had, I've had things with like my hairline and like my neck and, you know, just things over the years that are completely ridiculous, but you have to in some way justify um, like the caliber of girlfriend you've had or the, um, you know, someone that's famous, that's got a similar issue that's, I don't know, people look up to and people, you know what I mean? And it's, it's really, it really does get quite intricate into uh, 
you know, into mm. your behavior, really. Um, yeah, yeah, which I mean, when you say about like famous people you look up to, for example, I used to love the show Parks and Recreation, which has Chris Pratt on it, obviously the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. And I remember Guardians of the Galaxy was like one of my favorite films when it came out. I was about 17 when it came out and I thought this was the most amazing film I've ever seen. And there's a scene in it with Chris Pratt where he takes his shirt off and he gets sprayed with all this red stuff and he he looks amazing. He's absolutely ripped. But in Parks and Rec, he was always a big, fat, jolly guy. And it, it really had an impact on me to think, God, he got that part and then they said to him, you need to get ripped. You need to lose loads of weight. And I thought, well, why does he? Why does he need to do that? Why can't he be space hero, Star Lord, but have a bit of a gut on him? I don't understand why he needs to be ripped for that. Like some superheroes, fair enough. You know, if Superman's going to be Superman, he's got to be big and he's got to be buff. But why is it now every single action hero, every sort of pinnacle of male, this is what you want to be. You want to be Batman. You want to be like the cool super James Bond. They've all got a very particular body type now, which is. And the actors themselves will admit it, it's not attainable to a normal person unless you absolutely dedicate your life to it. You know, obviously it's the sky's the limit with stuff like this, but you know, it's 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 part of the, like the bigger kind of global uh, industry of selling, you know, consumers, like consumering, like, I don't know, like gyms and memberships and, you know, sportswear and, it's all based on like making us feel bad about who we are right now. You know, um, even, you know, it's even, it's even like in our kids programs, really, you know, um, and I don't think it will ever change. I think the only thing that we can really do is, um, as individuals kind of really get a hold of these like automatic negative thoughts that we have, first thing in the morning you know I battle with them every day I, I wake up every morning with this just uh, I call it the impending doom it's just like you feel like everything's wrong and I have to tell myself affirmations to kind of reset my mind because if I just let let it go it'll you know it'll just spiral out of control and I'll have the worst day ever but yeah and you know, I, d- I, d- I don't know whether there's there's going to be like a plateau in my life where everything's just gravy every single day. You know what I mean? Like, like we see other movies and like I, I have, you know, if I have the perfect body every single day, like I'm far from perfect at the moment. I've, I've mentioned to my girlfriend a couple of times, oh, I'm putting weight on and I need to stop. Yeah. I'll still be drinking every night and I'll still be eating yeah. fat food and, you know, what? where do we where are we allowed to just be us and happy versus oh yeah what society kind of is telling us to you know look like yeah 100 percent. yeah um so we've done a little bit about you and kind of you know why you're why you're doing this play uh this production sorry i'm not a theater guy so i'm gonna keep going to play <laughs> Um, but tell us tell us about the new production and kind of you know all the ins and outs of it and what it entails and what what we can expect from it yeah sure so it's it's very much at the early early stages of development because it's kind of i was in lockdown last year 
and sort of you get very introspective and locked down like lots of thoughts and I kind of started to think about who I was and what I wanted to say and because I just graduated drama school and it was kind of a bit of a an emptiness of like oh I've finally done a three-year degree in acting and writing theatre and I'm really ready to get into the theatre and then all the theatres closed like a week before I'd finished drama school so it's like wow that's wow okay so then I was like right when I, when I can get in a theatre what's what do I want to write about what do I want to talk about and so I, I sort of thought about well, what's important to me and I thought yeah this weight it's always going to come back to weight it's all I ever talk about it's all I ever think about is weight and how big or small I am as a person so then I've taken the idea started writing some very just sort of different kinds of stuff some ideas some songs some poems some just random spoken word pieces and then I thought what I need to do next is when I can get in a room and research and develop this play um I'll just jump at the chance so I put out a sort of director call out sort of saying is there any directors who feel like they're passionate about this topic and want to look at movement specifically because I thought if you're doing a play about a body you really want to use your body you want to make it as physical and kind of movement-y as possible and so then I got got some great responses I think that's a really good thing in the industry at the moment is because everybody just wants to get back get their teeth into something so I had lots of people apply, which was really, really great and heard from different people, people I've met before and worked with, people I'd never met before. I ended up going with Jo, who's someone I've never worked with before, never even met before. But she kind of really got what I was trying to do and really understood the importance of the movement and why the movement was there and had a lot of experience in terms of working with the nugget of an idea because a lot of the people I interviewed would sort of say, have you got a script? And What's it, what's it going to look like and what do you picture it being? And I'm kind of like, I don't know. That's what I'm getting you here for. I need your help. I'm trying to, this is going to be a team effort. It's a collaborative. If anything, it's not just my play. It's whoever I end up working with. So then I ended up working with Joe and two guys that I went to drama school with, Neil and Adam, who are both brilliant. Neil was working as the assistant director and Adam's doing the music because I really thought it'd be cool to get live music in the show just because I love live music. And I think... When you're working with movement, live music has a whole different kind of feel to it. The fact that there's a musician on stage who can respond to your movement and you respond to his music. And then you've got a really cool kind of marriage of the two, the two things. So, yeah. So, I mean, we're halfway through the project at the minute. And, um, yeah, it's going great. I mean, we've generated some really great material. We've got a really good team, which I think is so important when you're making theatre is to have a really, really good team of people who get on well, you know, we have a laugh in the breaks and then work really hard when we want to work hard and generate some really great material. So I'm really excited about where it's going next. Um, we're working at the moment in the Lighthouse in Pool, which is a really, really special venue for me because it's where I grew up. Pool's like my hometown. I'm quite full of Dorset County proud. So I love I love everything Dorset and I love Paul specifically. So it's around the, it was literally opposite the hospital I was born in. So it's kind of really, really special to me to be at the lighthouse. And they've given us space to work in kind. So I've not even had to shed any money at this stage for the venue. They're just trying to support me and they're really interested in getting it put on some point in the future when sort of COVID restrictions allow. That's really cool, man. So one thing that stood out for me there was, um, you know, something that you've something that you've struggled with your whole life, being weight, um, you know, becoming an obsession, um, being bullied about it, and you know, the kind of mental torment that you give yourself over the over the years because of it. Um, 
you know how you can just manage to like come out of drama school with with kind of like empty pockets and you know what can I do and you've turned this whole thing into a positive thing you know and getting it out there it's going to be you know like really cathartic for yourself to do um mm. it's kind of a process of it's almost like unpacking your life um, yeah using it for good um and helping other people you know yeah and it's kind of this is kind of for, to me that doesn't know really a lot about theater it's it's kind of like picking up a self-help book but it's going to be kind of like self-help theater you know exactly yeah and i think an important thing to stress is that it's not it, it's for me it's weight but the, the whole point of the show i mean the show is called the little fat kid who couldn't so it's kind of about like being a fat kid and really really trying all the time and getting knocked back because of your size but the whole fat thing it's not a, it's not well the show is about weight it's an important part of it but the show really is about that thing that nags at you, that thing that constantly holds you back and that almost your reason that you're not as great as you could be. Because it's we're very, as humans, very, like, tend to kind of go, I would be really good at this, but this happened to me. You know, I, I, I would be working in Italy, but I can't learn Italian, it's too difficult. And for me, it's always been, yeah, I, I would have a partner and I would be really successful. And yeah, I'd be in films by now because I'm a really good actor, but because I'm fat, nobody wants to work with me and nobody wants to date me and all that kind of stuff. It kind of, it's a go-to reason for, so it's kind of more of an energy that you give off because you give it off. When, when you feel fat, you give off the vibe of, I'm a fat guy, I don't have any confidence. I Because there's plenty of people I know who are very body positive and are confident in who they are. There are guys that, who are a lot bigger than me that will be like, yeah, I'm a big guy, you know, so what? And I spend time with them. And after a while, I think, oh, yeah, they're, they're big. I don't even think because they don't give it off. They own their weight. They, they don't apologize for their weight. So that's kind of the the, dip, the main difference, I think, if some, it's not about just about weight. It's about that thing for each of us. Because we did a, we did a, um, workshop earlier with some students who are drama school they're start there in their early stages of drama school and one of the things they all said was i've really related to that yeah. um but not because i've ever been big i just relate to as a and these were all male students saying this i relate as a man um because you said like i think there's a line in the show i said something about oh I, i'm always trying to be my father and i'm failing i'm not my dad but do i even want to be my dad and all that and they all said yeah yeah I, uh, yeah that really stuck with me because i think that a lot but it's not it's not just about weight it's just about the importance you put on yourself the pressure we all put on ourselves yeah yeah that's interesting because obviously um i think i said at the start like I've, i can relate to the, the things that you say you know um I think we all have our own, like, we all have our own inner narrative. We all have our own demons. We all have, like, a timeline of who we were, who we are, who we want to be, um, you know, and it doesn't necessarily kind of match up to reality at all, you know, because someone else's perception of the whole the whole thing is completely different. You know, like you saying, it's all in your head and no one else is thinking it you know, 99% true, because obviously there are bullies out there that that look at you and, you know, will bully you. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the it's it's kind of the assumptions that we make 
based on based on these inner narratives like we're assuming that people are looking at us or we're assuming that something's wrong you know um yeah. for me it all just comes down it falls down to kind of you as an individual kind of holding yourself that's probably probably a strong way of putting it um but just maybe yeah just holding yourself accountable for your own behavior because it's your own behavior like for instance every day i have to do some meditation and some affirmations because if i don't i'm historically a depressed anxious person that will you know wallow and drag my heels over everything you know like you say it, it's those it's those behaviors that kind of hold us back with like you know learning Italian to go to Italy or, um, you know, being confident about who you are, you know, and it's never, it's never, I don't think it's plain sailing, but there is a flow of life. There's a natural flow of life. And if we, if we resist that natural flow of life, um, we will struggle to kind of get past these demons that we've got. Um, yeah and like i said there's so many different levels of mental health because everyone's unique and everyone's got their story and everyone's been through different things in their lives um but for me doing something like this this podcast and for you doing something like this production um you know it's cathartic for me it's cathartic cathartic for you but it's also gonna help people it's spreading awareness and it's just like look you're not on your own you know we yeah we go through these things too and yeah. you know it's okay to talk about it um you know there is help out there it is a battle every day it's not like you don't just get to nirvana and yeah definitely no. definitely um are there any kind of tips that you can suggest that you've kind of maybe picked up on your journey that help you because obviously you know you're at this point in your life because of who you are and you're putting out this production because of you know you've you've got some foresight into your life of where you want to go and you know are there any kind of tips that you've picked up and that you use for you know specifically your um obsession with weight um yeah that maybe you can you know give to some of the listeners that are maybe tuning in because of that yeah yeah so i i think it's that if you want to lose weight or you want to change your body in any way you must make sure that you're doing it for you and for nobody else that you never feel pressured into being thinner or being more um uh well bigger in some cases because i, I think one thing that also doesn't get talked about enough is that skinny shaming is a thing and it really is and i have friends who i know who their whole journey has been the opposite of mine and they wanted to put on weight they go to the gym to lift as heavy weights as possible and they take protein powder and they cannot put weight on um and yet they, they're kind of a bit more they, there's no kind of importance put on the fact that they're they're very underweight and it's just as it's just as dangerous as being overweight and it's just as important to them that because that's their story so I think the main thing is that it's about it's about how you feel about your body and it, no one else's opinion. It's your body. Everyone else can go away and think about their bodies. So whenever, you know, for example, 
my one of my main things is that I always assume that when I'm single, when I'm between relationships, the reason I'm not in a relationship is because I am unattractive and overweight. And it's the first thing I'll put another. Yeah, yeah. The reason I'm single is because I'm not Chris Hemsworth. I don't have a great face and I don't have a great body. And if I had those things, I would definitely because how could it be anything else? Because I'm really nice to people and I'm quite funny and I'm I'm quite an intelligent guy. So I've got so much to offer. So the only reason girls wouldn't be interested is this reason. But there's a hundred other reasons that I'm currently not in a relationship. You know, we've had COVID, you know, I've not met people, you've not met the right person. So I think it's important. And also if you're looking to, to try and be someone else, to find somebody else, you're going to find the wrong person because you're not being you, you're being somebody else. You're being the best fake dream version of yourself and that person falls in love with that guy. Yeah. And then you're not that guy. So then eventually that relationship is not going to go well, which I've, I've had in the past that I've tried to be, oh, I am really confident. And I am, you know, me at my slimmest when I was about 18, I I, literally, I lost so much weight and I and I, looked, I did look great. I had quite big muscles. And then that I met a girl and she loved it. And then suddenly mental health wise, I took a turn and I put weight on and I wasn't, and, that relationship went south because I wasn't the guy that I was pretending to be when I met her. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and really relatable again, you know, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of us are kind of guilty of that. Um, when I was in my twenties, I was definitely guilty of trying to be someone that I'm not, you know, um, I was kind of, I had a bit of a, 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 you know, an up and down childhood, um, but I was kind of like openly provocative. So I would stir up, um, you know, people with like provoking comments and stuff like that. And I, I just, I don't know, like I wasn't very nice. And the only person that was suffering at the end of the day was me because I, I wasn't that person inside, you know, um, I wasn't being true to myself. And I think as I've got older, I've just kind of relaxed into myself a little bit more. Um, yeah. accepted, you know, started accepting, accepting who I am. Um, and things just naturally start to kind of flow in your direction based on who you actually are, you know. And obviously we can change behaviours. Behaviours can change. Um, so, for instance, you've you've just kind of gone through a list of i'm a really nice guy i'm really good at this i'm really good at that but it, so it must be because i'm this you know you can change that that little tail end of it yeah. you know because you, you're great at the rest of it and then when it gets to your weight yeah. you're so obsessed over it you can change that into a you know because we, we are in a pandemic at the moment and we are kind of you know people are struggling with relationships anyway if they've got one you know it's not yeah it's um it's all kind of relative in a in a very similar similar way so you know behaviors can change but i th i think your point there with just doing it for you um i think you can kind of cloak the whole world with that yeah people buy watches to impress people cars houses yeah and it never feels good it's no. good money doesn't feel good if it's kind of you know gathered in that way as well you know so but yeah that's a really really cool 
really cool to speak to you, actually. Really nice to uh, to get you on the show. And uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. So, where can we view this production when it's out? Is it going to be something that we can go and see, or is it online? Or yeah, so I'm I'm very passionate about it being a theatre show. So I've had a lot of people be like, "Oh, you should put it online and post it." And I was like, mm, "For what it is, I want people to come and see it." So that kind of does mean that it won't be out for a while. It might not be till the end of the summer or going into maybe early autumn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm promoting it. I'm talking about it. I'm working with as many people as possible, getting as many opinions in as in the topic as possible, trying to become a bit of an expert. I'm sort of constantly promoting the show on social media. So I'm at Tyler Hoyland on Instagram, kind of have lots of different things about the show and what I've been doing this week in terms of the work we're starting to make and what the show's starting to look like. And then, yeah, then hopefully keep working with The Lighthouse because I love the venue and I like the idea of making a show for my hometown. So eventually the show should be on Impul at The Lighthouse Theatre, date TBD. Well, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool, man. I'm, I'm probably going to be coming along myself. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really cool to meet you today, man. Um, some powerful yeah. stuff. And I love what you're doing. I think it's I think it's great. If you know, if we can all just share a bit of awareness, share a bit of love, and you know, the world will be yeah. a nice, really. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for everything, man. And uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Marcus. No worries, mate. This podcast is sponsored by Rockphonics Music Tuition, inspiring growth through music. Head to www.rockphonics.co.uk to book your first lesson for free and start your musical journey today.